Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. That's a wrap. Yo, that's a wrap. It was an amazing experience. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope you got some laughs and good entertainment. This is Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. Pass to Draymond. Flipped it over to Diva Chenta. The cutter is pulled, squares up, fires, wow. and hits a three. Pool with the bucket. He's got 13 hoops. He's already missed five. 39 points for Pool. New career high. Yeah, career high for Jordan Pool. He'd get all the way up to 43, and the tone was set early for the Warriors in this one. 36-26 after one. They go on to win it 126 to 110 in Toronto. And a much-needed victory for the Golden State Warriors. We welcome you inside. Warriors wrap-up here on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson with you for the next hour. 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570. That is the phone number to give me a call or shoot me a text here on Warriors wrap-up on 95.7 The Game as the Warriors get their first win of the road trip. Uh, now one and three with a couple of games to go in New York against the Knicks and uh, Brooklyn against the Nets on Tuesday and Wednesday. It's the Warriors' third road win overall on the season as the Warriors now three and 14 in 17 road games uh, on this season. And you look at it from a standpoint of how have the Warriors been without Steph Curry? Well, this is their first win without Steph Curry this season. So that also uh, highly important. And Jordan Poole tonight, I mean, bottom line, flat out, this is why he got the big contract in part. And it was twofold going back to the $123 million four-year extension, which officially kicks in next year, but was agreed to before this regular season had begun. And it was the fact that the Warriors believed he could be a super sub sixth man uh, that can help change games and keep them afloat. But there was also a belief that Jordan Poole could step in in games where either Steph Curry had to miss due to rest or injury or whatever the case may be. And I think you could throw Clay Thompson into this fold as well if Clay was going to not play in back-to-backs. And I think that clearly has been part of the plan to this point. You bring Jordan Poole back and you tell Jordan Poole he's going to start X, Y amount of games because Steph and Clay at their advanced age and with some of the injury concerns are not going to play every single night and he's going to have chances to cook to the tune of in the games that he's played without Steph Curry, 31 points, five assists, and he's made 3.6 three-pointers in in all of those games. So I, I think the Warriors tonight found in a sense the the template for how it's going to have to look if they're going to survive this stretch without Steph Curry however long it lasts and keep themselves in the conversation around 500 in the Western Conference and then be able to get Curry back figure out some of the issues that have been prevalent when they've had Curry and when they haven't had Curry and start to propel themselves again away from 500 as they were starting to over the course of the last couple of weeks before the injuries started to pile up and they lost Wiggins and you know you're not going to have Clay Thompson in every game and Draymond Green is a little bit banged up and then all of a sudden Curry goes out and and the whole thing feels like it's it's fallen apart on the Warriors but tonight is a massive win to stop the bleeding and get back to 15 and 16. I've talked about it a lot the last couple of days. The fact that if the Warriors can get 
even just one of the remaining three games prior to the game tonight on this trip, it sets them up well to come home where they've played much better basketball and and just hang around 500, stay alive, not let this thing dip into oblivion to where by the time Steph Curry comes back, you're you're really you know having to go on a on a much hotter run than any run we've seen the Warriors be able to go on in the last calendar year after they got off to the 18 and 2 and the 28 and 9 starts of even a year ago. So to me, this thing gets too far off the rails. It almost becomes uh, in, in many ways insurmountable or you have to play too perfect in the back half of the season to, to be able to, to just get yourself to a point where maybe you're the sixth seed at that point. So these games right now matter more than any games that the Warriors have played to date on the NBA schedule. Got to give Draymond Green a lot of credit tonight. Absolutely have to give Draymond Green a lot of credit. He came out and he set a tone early in the game. He knocked down three three-pointers consecutively in this game and had 13 first quarter points finished with 17 overall seven of 15 and I think you know the big takeaway as far as Draymond goes for me it's not about scoring prowess or anything like that but games like tonight for Draymond Green should be price of freaking admission with or without Stephen Curry with or without him now, the scoring prowess may not be there, but the effort and the energy and the desire to want to be out there with his teammates and the ability to defend and move the ball, he is as big a part of everything the Golden State Warriors try to do as anybody on their roster. And when the appearance, and I know he's been banged up, but when the appearance is that, well, Steph's out, so then Draymond gets to tap out, and he took a lot of heat, and I thought rightfully so from the fan base, for not playing in the game at Philadelphia on Friday because sometimes perception is more important than reality. And so to see Draymond Green come out there tonight and and ball out and play like he gave a damn about game number 31 on the NBA schedule when the Warriors season has the potential to get completely off the rails, I think that's a major hat tip to, to Draymond Green. I don't want to get over the top with the praise, though, although it's warranted tonight. It's warranted praise, and he deserves the praise, but he deserves the praise for being effective. And I think that's a, a, a line I want to draw here. The rest of it should be every night. He should want to be out there with his teammates. He should want to not let this season get off the rails. He should want to help Jordan Poole be as effective as he possibly can. He should want to try and hold this thing up and give this team any semblance of a chance to make a run on the back half of the schedule here once Steph Curry comes back. And the only way that truly can happen is if the Warriors do win some of these games here while Steph is going to be out. And you look at it now, uh, the two games without Steph Curry, and it's it's one and one, and the difference between getting a win tonight and talking about another loss and, and what went wrong and a, and a horrible performance and, and, and all of that, uh, I, I think it's, it, it's huge. It, it really is the difference between 15 and 16 and, say, being 14 and 17 and then looking at a couple of games in New York to close this thing out. So hat tip to Draymond Green in a, in a big-time way. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Yeah, Draymond showing tonight very quickly, very early on, that it's really important for him to be out there. It, you know, other players on this team look to him as a tone setter, as a guy with the, the leadership uh, ability on the court. Forget about what you want to say about him off the court and Everything that's happened with the punch and all of that, we can debate it, uh, you know, here and there. Uh, but but on the court, he has to be a tone setter, and and I think this is what and how the Warriors survive this thing. It it's the fact that you know you're not going to have Steph, but you have Pool in that Steph role, and you try to get everybody else back into as close to their normal roles as possible. And you go from there. And and the ball was moving. I thought the defensive intensity was a heck of a lot better for the Warriors in the, in the game tonight. And look, Toronto's not 
as difficult a team to guard as some of the other teams that, that we've seen the Warriors face of late. You talked about some of the keys coming into this game as far as facing Toronto. You want to keep them off the offensive glass. You want to try and avoid turnovers the best you can. There were stretches in the game tonight where the Warriors turned it over, and it looked like it had the, the potential to, to cause some, some major problems for the Warriors. But uh, for the most part, they were able to avoid it. And for the most part, they were able to you know, not have the second chance points, which the, the Raptors also led the league in, uh, get get to a point where they could really flip a game. The, the Raptors just 18 second chance points in, in this one. And the Warriors got to the free throw line more than Toronto did in this game. And that started in large part with Jordan Poole getting to the free throw line 11 times and, and knocking down 10 of them. Uh, Jordan Poole was just terrific. Career-high game for Poole, 43 points, 5 of 11 from 3. He was efficient. Yes, he did have his turnover problems uh, in it points in this game, but 6 assists, and that's the kind of game that you want to see from uh, a guy like Jordan Poole in this one. Warriors uh, won at the free throw line, which was going to be a key coming into this thing. They did turn it over 17 times, but a lot of those were in, in one or two key stretches in the game they gave up 23 points off of those and you knew that the Raptors what they don't do is shoot the basketball well and so they hit 18 of 30 or 13 of 33 rather from three I think you can live with that but overall 42.1 percent for the Raptors in this one and you didn't allow them to get to the free throw line where they had a high percentage of their points higher percentage of their points than just about everybody in the NBA coming from the from the line so they prevented I thought tonight the Raptors from doing the things that the Raptors do extremely well when the Raptors are uh, able to to you know, win games and the Raptors are in a bad way right now the, the truth is this game was right there for the taking for the Warriors and I think you know they went for it. I think even targeted it and and came out and and put an imprint on it both ways. The ball movement early, second game in a row where they hit a bunch of threes early in the game, eleven to twenty two in the first half. Jordan Poole with twenty five of his forty three in the first half. The Warriors were up ten after one. They won the second quarter as well. They held the Raptors under 40% in the first half shooting. They ended up winning the third quarter by nearly the same margin that they won quarter number one tonight, 34-26, and and the game was never in doubt. I think uh, as close as the Raptors got was the score at the end there, 126-110, to and that was uh, a backdoor 16-point deficit. It really didn't feel that close. The Warriors led by as many as, as 24, and the Raptors' biggest lead uh, was three, and that was just very early on, uh, first bucket of the game, uh, essentially, with Pascal Siakam hitting a, hitting a three, and how about Siakam and Draymond going back and forth, and uh, the Warriors also solid bench minutes for the dubs. Jamichael Green gave the Warriors a lift, and there was a stretch there late first quarter where the offense stalled with the bench in the game, but they were getting enough stops to keep the lead right there around double digits and because the Warriors had made so many threes and because Draymond was hot they were able to 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 withstand but Jamichael Green uh, we're having the the conversation is it going to get to a point where Jamichael Green his minutes give way to James Wiseman and do the Warriors just go the young route and play the young players in an attempt to to just get them some time but Jamichael Green really helped the Warriors tonight knocked down a couple of threes five of seven overall there was some good defense there hasn't been a lot of Jamichael Green games like the game tonight but the Warriors needed it uh, in this one, Ty Jerome was solid tonight. Uh, and the other thing you saw, Anthony Lamb knocked down a couple of threes and a couple of timely ones. When Lamb makes threes, they tend to be timely three-pointers, and that was the case tonight. So you ended up seeing the Warriors, I thought, and I alluded to this a couple of moments ago, I thought they targeted this game early. And maybe even before the game started. I know we're going to hear from Steve Kerr coming up here on 95-7 the game, but... It was almost as if they really had a good practice yesterday and thought, hey, this is a game we can get and and let's do it. And I know this is something that that some Warrior fans are are not going to like or not going to understand or or whatever the case may be. But I felt the Warriors targeted this game and felt they could beat Toronto even shorthanded. They got off to the good start. And I think that's why tonight – 
it really was very little Moses Moody, even less Jonathan Kaminga, and no James Wiseman. And you know what? For all of the back and forth, I think tonight is the example, and it's an example of who does Steve Kerr trust in the big moments where the Warriors do need to get wins. And I think tonight was one of those nights where it was almost as if the young guys were just not going to play as much, and it was somewhat predetermined, especially after the Warriors got off to the the start that they did. Like, hey, there's a hell of a shot to win this, and there's no way that the young players – like, this this is not going to be about player development tonight. This is going to be about making sure that the game is won and I think that's why uh, until the thing was was decided and the white flag was raised by the Raptors, it was, I think, about nine minutes of Moses Moody in the first half. He ended up with 11. It was Jonathan Kaminga played five and ended up out of this game. And you know, from that point, and James Wiseman didn't play at all until the final 221, along with Patrick Baldwin and, and Ryan Rollins when the, the dogs were were called off for uh, the Warriors uh, and and for uh, the Raptors basically punting on this one. So I I do think it's another indicator that, and probably in a good way, uh, as eyebrow-raising as it could be, as a colleague, Kareth Burke of NBC Sports Bay Area, put it on Twitter, uh, as I noted that, uh, what I had just spoken to, the fact that uh, the Warriors went with, and, and against really playing the young guys, as eyebrow-raising uh, eyebrow as it could be, uh, as Kareth put it, uh, to, to see Lamb and Jerome and Jermichael Green and, and others you know, get minutes over the draft picks, it is still, I think, an indicator of the trust that Steve Kerr has or the lack of trust that Steve Kerr has when push comes to shove in the games that feel like they are dire, in the games that feel that they are must-haves. And it's it's the, the warning that I give Warrior fans when they see Jonathan Kaminga play well for a handful of games and earn his minutes, and rightfully so, but to think that it's just going to be the way it is between now and the end of, of the season because he has two or three good games in a row, that's not how it works for young players. And look, Kaminga earned his time, and the Warriors were figuring out a rotation where Kaminga was a part of it. But he's got to keep playing well to remain a part of it. And I think, you know, he did not play well in Indiana, really, in the first half as the Warriors got down big. And a little better in the second half. He did not play well, have a rebound in the game at Philadelphia. And you look at the box score tonight in his five minutes, and it's a scenario where, yeah, he didn't have a rebound in this one tonight either. And so it was a a less energetic, uh, I think, Jonathan Kaminga as well uh, for for the Warriors that that saw him not be in the rotation not not really a bad thing I think the young players are going to get opportunities but there's always this debate and, and I think the Warriors believed that they were going to have the young players be a bigger part of the equation coming into the year I think they thought they'd be able to withstand the young players being a big part of the equation coming into the year and be able to have them get a certain amount of minutes every game but when push comes to shove Steve Kerr trusts the two-way guys more most nights in games that are must-haves than he does the draft picks. Not an indictment necessarily of their careers or what they're going to be, but I think an indictment of the dire straits that the Warriors are in right now as they are just trying to fight and scratch and claw and hang on and win any possible freaking game they can without Steph Curry to get themselves to a point where they still have something worthy of fighting for come two, three, four, five, however long it takes until number 30 is is back on uh, the NBA hardwood for the Warriors. 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570. As we react to this one, Warriors 126, Raptors 110 Warriors now 15 and 16 on the season as they get their first win on the road trip. Jordan Poole goes for a career high 43. It's the first win this season without Steph Curry, and the Warriors find themselves now with a couple of games in New York one at Madison Square Garden, the other one at Barclays in Brooklyn, coming up Tuesday and Wednesday before they're going to get three days off and then a shot at what will be an game homestand and you know life with hopefully the return of Andrew Wiggins as well 
uh, as you start to look at at the template for the Warriors. Because I, I, I said this to somebody during the game via text, and I know Wiggins isn't back, it isn't a part of it yet, and that makes it all the more tenuous. But I just keep coming back to you know, Draymond plays tonight, and and then you get Wiggins back into the fold, and, and there really is no excuse for the Warriors without Curry to be so bad that it feels like they can't beat anybody in the NBA any night. Like that, like that is, you know, that that should not be the case. Are they a great team without him? No. Should they be among the best line, you know, lineups in the NBA with him and the starters and among the worst without him, as has been the case? It, no, it should not be that dramatic. You know, the Warriors have all these other good players on their roster that get lauded, you know, when the Warriors are winning games and when Steph is dominating. But to me, and this is one thing that we haven't seen enough, and I think that's why the other night I was probably a little bit more frustrated with the Draymond Green situation than than maybe some would have liked. But you know, to win without Curry, you need to have everybody else, and you need to have everybody else playing at a high level. and You need to have everybody else really fighting and, and scratching and clawing and and. and wanting to to go you know guts out on a night in night out basis and and that's why I think again it comes down to Draymond wanting to play tonight like let's see how it looks let's see what this team is with just Steph out and Draymond starting with Looney and and Poole and Clay and Wiggins and then you bring Dante DiVincenzo in at that point you know you get Wiggins back and then maybe Steve Kerr can shorten the rotation up a little bit on the back end and, and play DiVincenzo more as he has been playing, but play DiVincenzo more at the expense of maybe a couple of the younger players. And that helps solidify some of the margin for error that you have here. Like I, I, we never truly get a chance to see what this team can be without Steph because it typically isn't just Steph. Tip, you know, historically lately it's been, well, you don't have Steph and you don't have Draymond and obviously you haven't had clay. And then, and then it it looks a lot like it's looked here these last you know game and a half before tonight, and that ain't pretty for anybody. I mean that leads you down a dark dark road to you know start to wonder if maybe it's it's just full developmental city and not even worry about trying to make a run. I, I don't want to see the Warriors do that. I want to see the Warriors try. I want to see them fight. I want to see them you know attempt to hold on this season. And, and see what they can make of it. I, you know, I think too too much over the, the years here, it's been kind of all or nothing, and all or nothing by necessity. It's been, well, this team's got a chance to win a championship, or let's tank for this guy or that guy. I don't want to see that turn, what be what this year turns into. I want to see what this, you know, I want to see a little of this champion's blood in the regular season, and I think tonight you saw it from Draymond. I think tonight you saw it from Kevon Looney. I think tonight you saw it even from Clay Thompson, who didn't uh, shoot the ball great, but played a much better floor game tonight. Four assists, 17 points, seven boards, some good defense in particular in the post. He didn't look like the frustrated, I got to shoot my way out of every miss Clay Thompson. He looked like a Clay Thompson that was, you know, trying to do everything he possibly could to help his team earn a victory tonight. And I think that's the Clay Thompson that that you want to see. That's Clay Thompson that can help this team win some games even without Stephen Curry in the fold. So eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. We'll hear from Steve Kerr. We'll hear from others in the Warriors locker room in Toronto as the Dubs win this one, 126-110. to We'll come back. Your phone calls, your texts, it's all straight ahead. Warriors wrap up on 95.7 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Siakam contested two on the way, no good. And it's tapped out. Flynn steps into a triple. It's up and no good. Mm. Rebound Boucher. Third chance for the Raptors. Barnes out to Flynn. Another three. No good. Long rebound. Siakam. He's open. Won't shoot the three. Dribbles in. Takes a foul line jumper instead. That's no good. DiVincenzo comes back and says, I'm going to get this rebound. Now back to Warriors wrap up on 95-7 The Game. All right, welcome back. Warriors win 126 to 110. 888-957-9570. John Dickinson with you here until 7 o'clock as the Warriors are 15 and 16. Some text messages to get to. Also, we're going to hear from Steve Kerr. But let's go out to the phones. Against my better judgment here, Sterling, uh, let's roll with Body Slam in San, in San Francisco. What's going on, Body Slam? Thank you, J.D., yeah, I just want to say it's a good win for the Warriors. Um, I, I wanted to ask you a question: if uh, if you would trade Kaminga, uh, the, the potential to possibly be a an All Star three or four years from now after Steph Curry retires, for a uh, savvy veteran like we saw today on Toronto, uh, Chris Boucher. Yeah, I would. Uh, thanks for the call. If that, if Chris Boucher specifically, I I probably wouldn't make that move. No, I would not. Boucher's a big. Uh, I, if I'm going to trade Jonathan Kaminga, and and I don't think the Warriors in any way, shape, or form want to want to be in a position right now where they're trading Jonathan Kaminga. But if I'm trading Jonathan Kaminga, I want I want better than Chris Boucher coming back. Uh, but again, I don't think you know. I, I would be more open minded to looking at options depending upon where this team is as they get closer to the trade deadline and, and are they healthy and is Steph back and are they, you know, working their way 10 get you know, to the – to me almost have to be about 10 games over 500 by the time the, the trade deadline comes to, to really be or at least close to that to think uh, and, and know that you've got all your championship core players healthy at that point to try and push forward. But I don't think that's something the Warriors are looking to do because I think they believe that Kaminga has some some high-end potential. I think they also believe Kaminga in the short term can be somebody that, that can help this Warriors team. Uh, I know bigs always come up, but I, I still maintain the Warriors need more wings. Like that, that you want more wings. Uh, I mean, the, the way that the traditional big just is not a part of the way the Warriors operate. And so if you are looking to make a move, and again, I don't necessarily think the Warriors are looking to make a move, but to me you're looking to make a move for for wing players as opposed to big players. A couple of text messages here to get to uh, on the Xfinity mobile text line. Uh, 352, game ball to Jordan Poole for stepping up and leading this road win. I think that's well said. The 239, adding to that, if Poole plays like this, the Dubs can hold serve until Curry gets back and then a playoff spot. Yeah, and look, tonight was a career high. Tonight was the extreme, but I think tonight is the template to where, look, nobody is Steph Curry, but Jordan Poole can go for 28 to 30 a night. He can, especially if he's the number one option. Now, does that mean you're going to win as much as you do when Steph's out there doing it? No, because it's a completely different player, but – but the style of play and the skill set of Jordan Poole does allow for him to go out there in the Warrior system with free reign to to score and do his thing and and put up some big time numbers. And I think that's only enhanced, not to make it about Draymond, but it's only enhanced by Draymond's ability to be out there and play at the level that that he can, uh, as he does with Steph. So. 
I, I think you know there is a, a pathway to how it has to look for the Warriors, and I think tonight is part of the, the pathway or the template for how it, it needs to look for the Warriors moving forward. And, and then you add Andrew Wiggins back, which should you know provide – uh, another 20 a game kind of a score and 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 length and defense and all of the things that come with him you know being a part of the equation and that's that's outstanding and and you you love to see that and then you know that allows DiVincenzo to go back to the bench as we were talking about and then that has you know gives Steve Kerr the ability to go more matchup specific as far as the bench and and a better player pool to try and develop what the bench without Steph Curry is going to look like in Jordan Poole now in into the, the the starting lineup. But five one zero praise isn't really the right word. This goes back to Draymond Green for doing what you're supposed to do. Uh, you get some praise for being able to do it, but you don't really get praise for doing it. You get positive support. Let's let's keep it up. That's uh, I think pretty well said as far as Draymond goes. Like I don't I don't want to be I don't want to say oh wow Draymond like what what heart tonight what grit what determination for going out there and playing for the first time since Steph went out like that's like going out there and busting your ass is price of admission now the the very the you know is he gonna have 17 points and hit three three pointers and all of that no not every night but Draymond came out smiling tonight and happy to be out there and looking like he he wanted to win the damn game and that energy is infectious to the to the rest of this Warriors team as somebody that is a four-time champion and a defensive player of the year and, and, and one of the great winners when he wants to be in, in NBA history. Uh, the 2-4-0, uh, not feeling Jamichael Green uh, at this point. Uh, if, we, if the Warriors count on this dude, uh, we are doomed, need a better bench, period. Well, at this point, we could debate that, and and I'd I'd even probably come down your road as to whether they I think they do need a better bench. But how do you go about getting a better bench? I think is is something that that remains to be seen. And I think the Warriors have to be in a holding pattern right now and make do with what they have until they get closer to the trade deadline, as we were just talking about. Let's see what the record looks like. Let's see what players are available, and and then let's see if you have the option to to retweak the bench at that point. But uh, Jamichael Green playing well, though, is a very good development. And no, I mean, history would tell you that that there's probably one of those games for every 10 to this point of the season, and that's not nearly enough. But you'll take it when you get it, and tonight the Warriors were able to get it. 888-957-9570. Let's go to Joe in the city next year on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's up tonight, Joe? Hey, how's it going? Um, quick, quick question for you, and it's like, I guess a slightly leading question, but I sure. agree with you that that the Warriors in a wing makes the most sense, a really good two-way wing. Um, for you, is, is that a move that, that you think they should actively look to make, or are you just saying that would be if they do make a move, the moves make? And on top of that, like where do those minutes come from if they were to acquire said player? Yeah, I, I think for me it's more the latter. It's more if you were to make a move, I would look to make a move for a wing. And I think if as far as where the minutes would come from, the minutes would probably come from Jonathan Kaminga. And and I know that's something that, that wouldn't make a lot of Warrior fans happy at this point. And, and you know, maybe it's a scenario where he could, you know, it, but it, it would be somebody that Steve Kerr would trust more consistently. I think what we've seen here these last couple of games is even though Kaminga's played well and he's been praised for it, you know, the last couple of games he hasn't and he's it's taken him longer to work his way back out of favor, but he has slowly kind of worked his way out of favor or tapered off from doing the things that, that the staff wants him to do as far as defense and rebounding and, and the like. So uh and thanks for the call, Joe. But I, I think I think that's probably where it would, you know, and at some point, I think if the Warriors decide that this team is good enough to win a championship or close enough to being good enough to winning a championship, I think you have to go get another veteran wing that can help put you over the top. And and you and if you do that, you're not going to you know you're doing it basically by also acknowledging that it's probably going to take Moody and Kaminga's minutes. And you know what? Who cares? 
if it gives you a chance to make a deep playoff run and and win a championship. Like I I don't think that the development should ever get in the way of the belief that you can do something special in an individual season. And and so as I pencil through the the rotation and I've got my board that I kind of go through every single night, uh you know, it'd be Anthony Lamb too, by the way. I mean, Anthony Lamb's been playing basically in every in every game. But I think it would be it would be Lamb it would be some of Lamb's minutes and some of Kaminga's minutes, uh, if if you were to get uh, that that kind of a player, uh, and you know I think that's how you would roll with it. Maybe it winds up being if you play more Draymond at center, he could get he could get some of Jamichael Green's minutes too. Uh, if this was somebody that could be a a, a a four like a three four type of a player, and look I I don't know who that player is. You know, to be honest, I think it's probably a little early to be doing a, a, a you know in-depth sh- you know, search at at who is is available out there right now. But yeah, I think I, I think I'm I'm looking at a at a wing at, at a wing player for sure. But again, what are you going to give up? I still think Wiseman's probably the the player that the Warriors could be convinced to give up above others. I don't think they're looking to trade Kaminga at this point, and I think they really like Moses Moody, but. It, Moses Moody, uh, again, it's just it's tough because I I get the impression that they they don't really trust him as a guard because he's not much of a ball handler, and they don't really trust him as a as a wing because he's kind of small to be a three or to be a three four type. Obviously, he's more of a two three, and so I just I, there there's just something off with with Moody where he's a little bit of a tweener, and I think if he if he made shots more consistently when he got opportunities, I think it'd be a little bit easier to play him regardless of the the scenarios because he would just, you know, you would, you would know that you're getting some offense from him. He could be kind of an instant offense guy, and that, that would allow you to withstand maybe some of the other mistakes. Uh, the 415 on the Xfinity Mobile text line, you may think I'm crazy, J.D., but I think Dante DiVincenzo is a more solid all-around player than Jordan Poole. Um, yeah, I don't. I think the the way I would put it is Dante DiVincenzo is a good player. He's just a good backup guard that can handle it. That streaky shooting it is a willing passer. Pressures the ball defensively. He's just a good player. I think Dante DiVincenzo is just a good winning player. He is the kind of player that opposite to Moody really can make an impact on the game in a positive fashion, even if he's not making shots. And I think tonight is what, you know, tonight's an example of that. And he can be a little turnover prone. And tonight he had three, he can be a little erratic with his shot. And, and tonight he was two of five, but he also had six assists. He keeps the ball moving. I like the defensive pressure. He's a, he's a plus 12 kind of guy. Good things happen when, when he's on the floor, uh, for the Warriors, and I think you know, getting Wiggins back is going to allow for Dante DiVincenzo to go back to the bench, but I don't think it's going to be go back to the bench and not play. I think it's going to be go back to the bench and keep playing probably 25 minutes a game. You know, He's a, a young prime kind of a player uh, as well. So I, I, I think Dante DiVincenzo is really important, and I think a big part of why the Warriors struggled in the first 10 games was the fact that they didn't have – Dante DiVincenzo for for basically seven of those ten games and and that entire road trip when they you know got beat in a bunch of close games late maybe maybe a couple of those games wouldn't have been as close late if DiVincenzo had been playing some of those minutes off the bench at, at earlier junctures in the game so eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero six five zero on the Xfinity Mobile text line it's great to see Pool have a great game. Hopefully this will quiet the pool critics. Warriors are at their best when both pool and clay are playing well. I think that's fair. Uh, it's it, it for me. It's it's not even about the critics necessarily. It's just this is why Jordan Poole was was re-signed. This was the case. The case to be made was can he be an effective sixth man? He struggled with that, to put it bluntly, here in the beginning of the season. But uh, but. The, that was only half of it for me. The other half of it was, how does he play when he when he starts for Clay because Clay's not going to play back to backs, and how's he going to play when he starts for Steph because you knew going into the year that Steph 
was not going to be playing, uh, you know, every single game. You, you knew at some point there was going to be 10, 15, Warriors would hope not 20, but 10 to 15 games that, that Steph isn't going to be able to play. And that means somebody else has to step in and be able to play. That means Jordan Poole has to step in, and you need a young guard that can just fill it up. And that's the thing that Jordan Poole does better than anything. So how he performs in these games, I think, are are hugely important for the Warriors as they try to navigate the portion of this season that they're going to have to play without Steph Curry. So 888-957-9570. Let's go ahead and hear uh, Steve Kerr as he met with the media inside Scotiabank Arena in Toronto as the Warriors get the win over the Raptors 126 to 110. Here's the head coach. Steve, was that the most complete game you've ever seen Jordan play? He's played a lot of great games for us. So if it's not the best, it's definitely one of the uh, few best because he was he was great at, at both ends. You know, his defense was excellent. I thought he was patient offensively. It got us into uh, our offense well. And he just set the tone. He just carried us. You know it. You know it. Uh, yeah, that was a great start. You know, Draymond um, was feeling good uh, right from the beginning of the game. And I don't think I've ever seen I think he had 13 points in the first five or six minutes of the game. By the first time out, he had 13, which was uh, crazy. But Draymond's amazing. Such a competitor, such an incredible defensive player. And uh, those shots were huge for us. They just helped us get off to a really good start. Was there like a mini heart attack when you let the third one fly? Oh, no. He was hot at that point. You got to let it fly. You got, I don't need to remind you of your road record or anything like that, but um, I think it was, this was five straight road losses heading into today. Did today feel like a must-win kind of just because of Steph not Andrew still being out? everything else to try I, I just you know I don't I don't I don't like the term must win until you have three losses in a playoff series you know then that's that's what a must win is um, uh, where we are right now we're, uh, we're we're climbing out of an early season struggle uh, we've gotten better over recent weeks we just haven't been able to uh, capitalize on the road but uh, tonight was a great effort and uh, as I said before the game I, I really like this team i think we have a chance to be really good uh, and the fact that we're having to climb out of the hole and find ourselves figure out our identity guys are having to find roles that's actually really rewarding sometimes these are the best kind of seasons where you got to figure it out collectively and the guys have, have such a great attitude such a great approach and they're fighting and um, it's nice to be rewarded was there anything that jumped out to you? Obviously, you guys shot the three ball incredibly well in this game. But in terms of the slips that you guys got and all the stuff going to the rim, was there anything in particular where you thought just like pacing or like something that you guys were doing that allowed you to hammer that stuff and completely unwind that rapid? No, I mean, I think, you know, when anytime you're making threes like we were tonight, um, it opens up the game and, you know, the defense has to come out. You know, we had a slip, I think, for Jamichael, you know, as um, – I think Coloco jumped out to guard Clay on a pin and pin in in the corner. And so, you know, guys make a few threes, it changes the game and, and the defense has to respond to that. And they're more vulnerable to, to slips and back cuts and stuff. That kind of shift in the defense, them having to extend out and further kind of, you know, help Jermichael Green most time. Toronto switches everything. And um, one of the thoughts going into the game was that Jermichael could, could play a big role because of his ability to stretch the floor uh, as a big, you know, starting Draymond and, and Loon together, you know, you don't have ideal spacing. So for Draymond to go out there and knock down three threes and then Jamichael to come in, make a couple more, you know, getting five threes from our big guys was a game changer. Steve, uh, you mentioned earlier how your own team is trying to kind of figure out their roles and identity and all that. And the Raptors are kind of in a similar spot, you know, they're on a five-game losing streak. It's sort of... What do you think is the key to being able to get out of those kind of bumps? So, you know, is it uh, just looking big picture? Is it, you know, changing what we have to practice? How do you kind of found their race together? I think it's just maintaining your uh, poise and, and equilibrium in a, uh, in a time where there's a lot of noise. And, you know, especially in the modern life that we live in the NBA, if you're struggling, you're, you're going to take a lot of criticism, a lot of heat. What I like about our team, one of the reasons I really like this group is that we've we've taken plenty of heat, uh, but our approach and our attitude 
has been great. Yesterday's practice was fantastic. Had a great film session. Guys were upbeat, practiced. Guys are laughing. Uh, they're they're enjoying the process. They're enjoying the work, enjoying each other. I think that's what it takes. Is you know you, your culture has to sustain when you're when you're losing. And as long as you have that, uh, that means the guys have the right approach, and things tend to go your way. You spoke a lot in 2019 about how much you like playing here in the crowd, and you know it was a great place to play. And today, uh, you know the crowd was a little bit quieter because obviously you know, there was a there was a big lead on your half. How tough is it to play here when when there's that big crowd? And do you notice the difference as a coach of the, the crowd noise or anything like that, or you you know locked in? I think the the, the way uh, that I always feel coming in here is that people love basketball. Um, and you, you, there's a buzz in the crowd before the game even starts. And uh, there's a handful of arenas that really stand out in that regard, where you can feel the, you know, the juice, the energy before the game from the fans. And on top of that, it's just it's a great building, it's a great venue. So it's I always just enjoy uh, coming in here and experiencing uh, the game and the crowd. Um, uh, yeah, my 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 question is not uh, uh, related with uh, with the game, if you allow me. Um, yeah, Clay Thompson said uh, two months ago that uh, that the Barça Guardiola was inspiring for, for for you for your success in the last years. Um, my, my question is, uh, but the, the team today is uh, in reconstruction, Barça. But my my question if, uh, is uh, keeps uh, keep being uh, inspiring for 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 you. Yeah, years ago I showed uh, I showed our guys some highlights of Tiki Taka football. And uh, the importance of possession and and uh, making simple plays, but controlling the ball and uh, and so I, I just think there are a lot of parallels to uh, between uh, you know football and basketball, soccer for Americans. Uh, but uh, it, it's I think as a coach, it's fun, it's kind of fun to give guys uh, metaphors and highlights of other sports, and they tend to listen more. They you know they get. Um, they get their fill of basketball every day. So I think the guys liked it. Clay brought it up. You said, uh, you know, early in the season. And uh, it's the way that we believe in in playing. You know, we had 31 assists tonight. And the ball moves. Uh, when the ball moves, uh, everyone's engaged. Everyone plays better defense. They, they run harder. And so that's my uh, my feeling. Steve, you talked about how you guys had issues to fix with or without Steph in the lineup. But – this is your first win without him this season. Is there any kind of sort of monkey up your back? Uh, I know it's only five games, but to, to get a win without him, does that matter? I'm, I look at it more like this is the blueprint. You know, now we're, we're not going to be able to get 43 points from Jordan uh, every night. He was uh, spectacular. But the way we played was how how we've got to play. You know, um, defend with a purpose. Um, we, we held them to 22 free throws. So we, we actually won the free throw battle today uh which was huge the the, uh, the overall game was um was how we need to play tough defense and then keep it simple on offense and just uh, just get each other easy shots by making simple decisions rather than trying too hard and going in for you know wild attempts and uh some of the things we've we've done early in the season Steve, a quick follow-up uh what other sports have you shown your team in the past showed them tennis you know i, I think um one of the um things about Tennis is that, you know, you can tell if you watch tennis, you, you can tell who has control of the point by the kind of the depth of uh, the player. So if a guy is 10 feet behind the baseline and the other guy's right on the on his baseline, you know who's controlling the point. And the analogy was um, if you're pressuring the ball defensively and you got them starting their offense well beyond the three-point line, you're controlling the possession and um, similar to a, to a tennis match. At uh, the play where Draymond caught the lady on passing the dunker spot, like trying to flip it to the corner and nobody was standing. <laughs> what, was, what was supposed to happen? Dante supposed to coming down to the corner? It, was, it wasn't a play. It was just, you know, we play a lot of, out of concepts. And I, he was just expecting uh, Dante to to, um, to come out to the corner for a shot. That speak to how kind of a lot of stuff you run, it's like really react. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. And he just, you know, he just anticipated that he would be there. Thinking about showing the guys croquet tomorrow. Yeah, so maybe croquet it is. Tennis, football, soccer, uh, however uh, it needs to work out for the Warriors. So, yeah, happier Steve Kerr following this one as the Warriors get the job done in Toronto. Much, much needed win 
to improve to 15 and 16. Quick look at the NBA standings here uh, and the scoreboard for tonight, as I'd like to do that here uh, among the, the Western Conference teams and uh, not a lot of action for the for the West, although Minnesota did blow out Chicago tonight, put 150 on them, 150 to 126. Denver's got a lead at Charlotte. Warriors are going to see Charlotte coming up when they return home next week. Uh, this is the beginning of a long road trip for Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte starting tonight in Denver, so they're going to be on the road uh, in Sacramento tomorrow, and they go all through the West as uh, they're going to be taking on the Warriors, I think, next Tuesday. So that, that goes to show you how long uh, they're going to be on the West, and the Lakers and the Wizards are going at it. Uh, in Los Angeles tonight as well. That game just underway. Warriors at 15 and 16 now. Uh, they are the first team out of the play-in tournament. Uh, Minnesota moves into that final spot. So the Warriors 11th in the West, half game out of 10th, and at this point uh, only two and a half still out of sixth right now with Sacramento and Portland both tied for sixth, two and a half ahead of the Warriors at four games over 500 respectively so that'll do it for me uh, I'll be back on Tuesday for Warriors wrap up uh, a couple of nights of Warriors wrap up as uh, Damon and Rado will have Warriors live for you for the next two against the Knicks and the Nets and then join me after the ball game uh, with Warriors wrap up as we'll be breaking down game five and game six of the trip and we'll see if the Warriors can make it two in a row on Tuesday night thanks to Sterling Bennett thanks to everybody in our San Francisco studios Warriors get the job done tonight 126 to 110 you heard it right here on 95.7 the game good night this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.